0: Welcome to the seventh season of the Sarah and T Podcast.
1: For 30 minutes every other Monday, we are going to challenge your thinking and give you pullover moment content that will inspire transformation of your vacation rental business. No matter if you're small or large, new or old, or near or far. I'm Sarah Bradford.
0: And I'm Tim Cafferty. So let's get to it.
1: We're back and better than ever. I'm Sarah.
0: And I'm Tim. It's a wonderful day on the Outer Banks and all over the place today, Sarah. And it's a wonderful day for a number of reasons.
1: Folks, we have a special treat for you today. If you've listened to our podcast for a long time, there is a name that will not be new. I'm a super fan of our guest today. Back by popular demand after being on our show back in 2018, episode 33, was it? Was. We have somehow wrangled the world-renowned expert Mm. in customer service, customer experience, as he has coined it, John DeJulius, to be with us again. Back and better than ever, John DeJulius.
2: Welcome, John. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Tim. It's such a pleasure to be back. Thank you for having me. One
0: of our only second-time guests, I think still our only TED Talk host that uh, we've had, and he is... Gosh! before we get started, a little bit about John. If you don't know about him, get up to speed. John DeJulius is the authority on world-class customer experience. Organizations across America use his philosophies and systems for creating that world-class customer service. Get a load of the list of companies he's worked with. Ritz-Carlton, Lexus, Starbucks, Nordstrom, Panera Bread, Nestle, Marriott, National City Bank, Cheesecake Factory, Progressive Insurance, Harley-Davidson, State Farm, Chick-fil-A, and many more to help them continue to raise the bar and set the standard for service that consistently exceeds customer expectations. And the thing I like the best is his title is Chief Revolution Officer, and we'll get into that.
1: Whoa, that's got some power. And before we have him start talking, and I swear, you guys, we're going to let him talk the rest of this time. (laughs) He spoke as the keynote at the National Verma Conference several years ago, and I still think it was the best keynote they ever had. And then on a personal note, during April 2020, let's all think back to vacation rentals that month, when I was really low and stressed out about whether our business would survive, my staff invited John to surprise me at our all-company Zoom meeting. And even better than my staff doing that, which was pretty cool, He accepted. And he was one of those bright lights for me during that time and always.
0: I know you're a big fan, Sarah, and I am too. So let's get started. Let's
2: hear from John, the superstar. Are you ready, big guy? Oh, I can't wait. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for sharing that story with me, Sarah. It means a lot to me.
1: I couldn't even believe it was happening. (laughs) All right. First of all, let's see. Let's start off big. So since we interviewed you last, John, quite a bit has happened in the world. Yeah. How do you see the customer experience expectation in business now, especially in the service industry of vacational management? You know, what has changed? What should we be doing to stay on top in this new world we live in?
2: I think every day everyone is asking this question, where are we at with a recession? Is recession coming? Did it start? All those things. And well, I'm here to tell you that since uh, three years ago, we've been in a, a recession. It's a customer service recession. And, you know, since the start of the pandemic and everyone listening can relate, we're all customer service experts, you know, both as leaders, but we're all consumers and customers. So we, we feel this, but um since the uh, you know start of the pandemic with you know great resignation and employee burnout and hiring just anyone to replace and supply chain issues and staff shortages and all those things and inflation every business is charging more and customers are getting less right the experience is 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 a fraction of what it was and then you throw in shrinkflation have you heard of shrinkflation no It is uh, mostly done by product companies, uh, consumer good companies. It's uh, a disguised way of raising prices, but you don't know it. So your bag of Doritos or whatever your vice is now has five less chips in it okay but you didn't realize it was you know now the gatorade bottle was 32 ounces now it's 28 but it's still selling at the same price so it's called shrinkflation but that happens in restaurants where the entree isn't as big but even in a salon and spa you may be uh, booking an hour massage but only getting 50 minutes or an hour and a half massage but only getting 80 minutes so it's equivalent to raising your prices 25% 05 percent or, or whatever that degree is, but customers don't know it. So it's shady. Now, the good news is the new companies that focus and view customer experience as an investment and not uh, a cost crush the competition. I love a recession and none of my businesses do better in a recession, but my competition does so much worse.
1: Good point. Really good point. I just wrote four notes down. Hopefully everybody else did. Mm-hmm. On that, let's take that to the next level. Because a lot of our listeners are just starting their vacation rental companies or they're growing, but they're this is mom and pop. Like They don't have some big investment behind them and they're strapped for cash. So it's hard to say yes all the time when a customer asks for the world or spend money on secret service initiatives. And FYI, if you haven't read John's books, He talks about secret service, how to really give these special service treatment to your customers. So could you just lecture us on that? Like preach to me about why you should say yes and why you should spend money and invest on this even during a recession.
2: 30 years ago, exactly. Last month, uh, me and my wife opened a salon and it was a small, not, you know, just a, a typical salon and we had three no's, no, no money, no customers, no employees. But you could throw a rock in any direction and hit 15 other salons on the street we're at. So, you know, we couldn't outspend, we couldn't out advertise, we couldn't train, we couldn't, but we could out love right? And no one in our industry, like this is in the late 80s, early 90s, the salon industry was not known to be great at customer service, at employee experience, all those things. So that's what we went after. And it really didn't cost money to do a lot of the things. And so you always have to remember what your advantage is with your part of the industry. So if you are mom and pop, well, that's the advantage that, you the, the big elephants can't, compete, but you could take a little time and look up on LinkedIn or Facebook that I have three boys and I'm an alumni of, and and then when I get there, you know, a little note, hope, you know, you and your three boys, hope, you know, uh, I know you travel a lot. Um, I hope, you know, this vacation hopefully is more enjoyable than what you do. You know, those little things are shocking, you know, having little things like that. So we always try whenever we introduce something yeah, it had to match four criteria: no cost, okay, because we want a, a healthy bottom line. Simple to do, because everyone's job is complicated, and we don't want to, you know, complicate anybody else's job. The third one that is what most important to the business is: it has zero impact on productivity, meaning that you do this now shouldn't add 10 seconds to this phone call or check-in or whatever, right? We don't want to now need, you know, six more employees and you're you can only, you know, interact with so many now because no. And then the, the fourth one is it's a wow to the customer, right? We're we're raising eyebrows in those moments. That's what we want to
0: do. I want to pick up on that. Vacation rental industry has been discovered. In the last couple of years, it seems like everyone has turned into a host, John, and what you talk about there with the no cost and the simple and the going extra yard and and so on, a lot of our listeners are professional vacation rental managers. They have scaled the experience that might be curated for that individual, but on a larger scale, and it's very difficult. What kind of tips can you give larger operators to make those people feel special when they truly are one of a thousand you're going to deal with this week?
2: Yeah, having little non-negotiable standards, obviously using their name, r- 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 saying yourself. I don't think we as employees say our names enough. We should open with it. Tim, my name is John. It's a pleasure to see you again, whatever the, the, the thing is. And I I just think those are really important. And then doing little things like before we're done, uh, Tim, is there anything else I can do for you today? Making Tim feel like he's it, even though I got to go right? I got six blinking lights. I got a hundred even, maybe I'm late for a meeting, but just by giving that one, like, Hey, hey, is there anything else I can do? And Tim says, no, thanks for asking. Or yeah, actually there is one more thing. Well, I'm probably glad I asked. So just making sure people, you got to seize the moment, carpe momento. That's our customer experience action statement, carpe momento, you know, and and how is uh, no more, care more and give more. So those three pillars mean, Uh, No more. When you're speaking to someone on my team, no one better be smarter at their job than them. And that's going to be different for different people. So that's the no more. the, The the care more is that you're a human being. You're not next. You're not. Uh, room 407, you're not the keynote in Tennessee. You're not the 201 bed B in the hospital, right? And so we, we got to, and then the third one is give more. Um, give more is look for opportunities. She has a, you hear a baby crying in the background, right? You hear a dog barking in the background. Pick up on those opportunities and uh, you could do something really small or we could be leaving a Oh State Buckeye t-shirt or pennant on the kitchen counter because the, the uh, husband and wife both graduated from there.
1: That's a new nugget. He's never said that one before on our program. I was going to ask you, what's your newest catchphrase? And we got ah,
2: it. I got a couple of good ones. Uh, one is the, the enemy of a great customer experience is inconsistency. Uh, but the catchphrase is we all struggle with and have to remove employee roulette. And Wait, employee, say that again? Employee roulette.
1: With the whole sentence.
2: We have to attack it, eliminate it
1: oh oh okay got it
2: and the employee roulette means when the level of your experience is depending on which employee you get at my company right you get Tim you you were treated great but you get Susanna oh God I hope she wasn't in a fight with her boyfriend I hope you know she's w- went back to smoking because she's been miserable since she quits you know all that and that's a hard thing to do That's a hard thing to do is uh, remove employee roulette You know, because experiences are only as good as the person you're dealing with.
0: So, John, you've written five books. The last time you were with us, you played it a little coy. You didn't tell us you were about to release the book on the relationship economy, which has been great. So I wonder what you're up to now. What's Mm -hmm. been happening and you know, what's your latest, your learnings and so on in the discipline you work in every day?
2: I uh, am almost done with my new book, The Employee Experience Revolution. Um, which is all about what we've been going through the past three years, how great brands need to help people live extraordinary lives and, and great leaders need to help people always have, live lives of meaning and purpose, right? And so I think all that greed that's happened the past 20 years or all the way back to whatever, the 70s, I think. We've seen a lot of ugly stuff out there, right? From Enron to WeWork to Ubers, just, you know, Theranos. We, You know, the employees have kind of said enough. And, and I'll tell you something. I was really annoyed as a leader quiet quitting and the great resignation. But especially when I heard the word hustle got canceled. Like, what? Like, how does a generation cancel a word? I love that word, right? It's everything I've ever preached. It's everything I you know, tell my three boys, I, you know, got to get there early. Do more than it's expected. Stay late and it'll pay off and sports, everything. So I was really mad, but I didn't want to jump on the bandwagon that millennials and Z's are entitled and horrible human beings. And, you know, especially we're the ones that raised them, right? So I started doing a lot of research, reading, interviewing, and you know I I see their side. I'm not sure we were right. there's a, there's a quote that's so true that I've always preached to young kids in order to have balance and Sarah you're a perfect example of this at our age, and I shouldn't be assuming you're near my age, but we are we are. It means that you couldn't have had balance in your 20s and 30s, right And that's so true. but listen, these the uh, younger generations got front row seat to see their parents and grandparents worked their life. And in a lot of cases, you know, they worked 20, 30, 40 years for the same company, you know, maybe got laid off, maybe didn't get, you know, the disability or worked way past their uh, retirement age until the day they died. And then on the flip side, for the ones who it did pay off their careers, you know, that came at a lot of collateral damage, right? And usually it's relationships at home. I now almost respect the younger generation saying, screw you with your hustle philosophy, right? Follow
0: up on that. It just rings so true for me as I was feeling guilty walking my dog this morning because I might be late to work for two minutes, you know, so that balance is really difficult for some of us. But is that your biggest tip that you would have had today that you wouldn't have had what, five years ago when we spoke to you, that whole balance thing?
2: No. I mean, we've always really done a good job on the culture. But I think the two biggest things today that are new to leaders that no leader has in the past thousand years have ever had to be trained on this, it's a new skill set, too new. Ones. Leading at a distance, whoever had to do that before, and genuinely caring and paying attention to employee well being. I mean, we never, ever, that was like, you know, Not neither of those things. And now we got a lot of leaders who are flat footed.
1: Okay, my mind's reeling. So there's so many things you said. One, thank you for what you said about millennials because I struggle with that. And I have kids that are, you know, 15. And we need to be able to understand it. It's just so hard when we have been programmed in our generation to think that you have to hustle. All the time. Do more than everybody. Get up early. Never admit you're having fun. Never admit you took days off. None of it. So then when your employees do it, you're, you kind of are mad at them. You make fun of them. You roll your eyes, at least privately. And that's super hard. Leading at a distance and caring about employees. So I couldn't agree more. We have a lot of listeners, whether it's right or not, they are managing their vacation rental company from states away from where the properties are and where the on-site face of their company people are, the maintenance, the cleaners, the day-to-day property managers. What is advice from you on how they do lead from afar? Because I find that On the verge of impossible.
2: This is one of the few things that keeps me up at night, not only as a consultant, but in my own business. Because I'm pretty sure if you started working with, for me in one of my businesses before 2020, we have a good connection and it would take a lot for you to leave. Like if someone just offered you a better deal on paper, you'd come and talk. Like we are really close. You found out that I'm more than just a boss, all those things. I will tell you, of the employees we've hired since 2020, I could see them leaving tomorrow for a better deal. We just don't have that. To me, relationships are built in rabbit holes, right? And we we started that before, uh, when we just got on, before the podcast started, we'd talk about some things, family, all that stuff. And that's what happens when Keurig conversations, right? I'm waiting for Tim to do his hearing and say, hey, Tim, you forgot to take the cup out. I'll get it for you. <laughs> And I also fill up the water because now it's empty. But that's where we start talking about what happened to Tim this weekend that was great or not so great, or that he's in over his head with a, a project of something I've done a million times. And I could totally help him with that. And that knowledge spillover and uh, not seeing, you know, can hurt. So how do you recreate? We recreate it by having team rallies every week that have no agenda. Because when we have an agenda, like, you know, it's 11 o'clock and we we still have 10 more things. And that doesn't allow for any innocuous conversations and rabbit holes. So we have like team rally um, that everyone just gets on and we we ask uh, stimulating questions that allow for the rabbit holes. Best thing to happen to you this week. What are you the most proud of? We even do uh, Ford trivia. So Ford, Family Occupation, Recreation, and Dreams. So we'll say, all right, who who got uh, arrested for skinny dipping? that's on the call in high school, whose nickname was Stinky. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just a fun way to connect. We'll ask some big talk questions. That was a TED Talk. You got to watch it. Uh, Screw small talk, go for big talk. And this young girl, love it. Uh, Kalina Silverman. But anyway, I actually have big talk on my phone. So when we go out to dinner with a, another couple, and we're just out saying, yeah, I hope, you know, spring gets here and your job. Yeah, that's small talk. Big talk is Sarah. If if you found out this is it, this is your last day. I mean, I can't wake up. Uh, what would have been your your biggest regret? And if re- it's like whoa, um, but it's
1: people are it's, like check, please.
2: Right, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. But and we try to do it with our employees. We try, you know, because it it shows brand mobility. A lot of times, I'll go first. So kind of gives them permission to, oh, he, he really, you know, shared there, I can, I can.
1: So summing that up, big talk Zooms with your staff really yeah. help Because, you know, it is proven that when you look at someone in the face, even on Zoom, you feel like you were with them.
2: Yeah, I've always had a rule. I mean, three years before the pandemic, we were not allowed to do conference calls. We had to do Zoom calls and our Zoom always had to be on. We would ask hey, Sarah, is there a chance you could turn it on? Obviously, you can't force thing but mine did just because if i'm not if i'm not on video if sir if we're ever talking on a phone you, you I'm, I'm multitasking um you oh know my. i'm texting my kid i said no you know this, oh that and then you sit there i say sir what do you got this weekend you go oh you know my mother-in-law passed away we gotta go back you know and i'll be like oh sounds like fun Sarah, have a good time with that because I'm not listening, because I'm Uh texting and all that. So Zoom keeps me on stage that you'd notice if I did this right now and I'm telling someone, get me a Venti Soy Latte, right? I mean, you know, I can't do that. I got to pay attention to you.
1: All right, Tim, there's too much here for one episode. I think we need to go to two.
0: I think you're right. He's the author of five books. We haven't even touched on most of that. I've got a lot more questions, so we'll be back with John in two weeks. So long, everybody.
1: Bye-bye.
0: You just listened to Sarah and T, the professional vacation rental managers podcast. Hosted by Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue and Sarah Bradford, former owner of two vacation rental companies in Colorado, now advising other VR companies to thrive and grow. Sarah and T love to hear from their listeners. You can reach out to them on Facebook, LinkedIn, their website, SarahNT.com, or call them at 336-612-1612. They always love to read a review on your favorite podcast app. Even better, if you like this episode, share it with a friend because Sarah and T will be back with another episode
2: real soon.